Oh, you know, that's crazy. That kid on Fifth Street, we don't talk about what happened to him. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the Kick-Ass <laughs> Reverend Gaming Podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. We don't talk about it, Gumbert. And today I have with me Chad. His camera's got some tricks, Michael. Oh, today we're going to be a jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cat. <laughs> These, oh my God, why are these so good? These are so excellent. Good. These are excellent. If you're not watching the video version today, you want to shut up our mouths and go to YouTube and watch us. Oh, I don't have a tongue when I'm a cat. It just stops oh, my weird. lip. It doesn't let you have a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that going up throughout the show. This oh, episode yeah. 260. Uh, you can catch us live on twitch.tv slash affilbidiot Sunday evenings at 8.30, being all cool cats. Um, YouTube and podcast <laughs> services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. to look at this. I've already seen some of them, and they're they're insane, people. They're great. Uh, they're upcoming, great. oh good lord! Upcoming on today's show, Final Fantasy anniversary news. What? Mm, look at that, Norman Reedus. He's at it again, folks. Oh, freaking Norma! And Adam is proven right once again. Look at that. We'll get oh, to that later. In relation to what? I'm so curious now. I Number have to seven will surprise episode. you. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> but first up, oh by the way, so hey Chad, how you doing? You doing good? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing real good. I'm sick a little bit right now. Just getting over Ooh. some, uh, just like a little bit of runny nose, sneezing. But uh, I'm feeling like 95 percent right now. So 95 percent. If you tomatoes. can't, if you can't say it on the podcast, then don't. But who was running for school superintendent? <laughs> Oh, everyone knows who is running. Did I not send? Did the picture not come through? No, you just sent me the text saying, "Guess who's running for school superintendent?" Oh. I'm like, I don't know. He writes <laughs> for IGN. You. He writes for Gamespot. What? George Yang. That's right, everybody. Someone who shares the same name as infamous George Yang is running for school superintendent in Santa Clara County. Did you vote for him? No, I did not. Oh, isn't this? I love. Again, American politics, fun times. Voting is good, I guess. Um, I do love the random, like, when it's like, oh, the fifth seat on city council. And it's like, I win because I got 11 votes because nobody gives a shit and nobody fucking right. knows who any of these people are. So I like to think that is the George Yang who writes for Games, GameSpot and uh, IGN. And I... he's just like, you know what? I'll throw my hat in there because who, who else is who else is there? I'm, gonna I, get 30 I'm not going to spoil. Win. Well, I am going to spoil. It's not the same George Yang. I actually did, like, for the second time in my life, this last last presidential election being the first time, I, like, really looked into all the candidates. And I was like, I don't recognize mm -hmm. anyone on this list. Let me look up who they are, what they stand for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I like the job that the guy who's in, currently in office, Tony something, has been doing. Danza? And Tony Danza has been doing. He's been doing great. So I voted for Tony Danza again for superintendent of Santa Clara, Santa Clara County Schools. Cool. Very cool. First, I thought the joke was that you were running, and I was like, interesting. I mm, like this, no. Chad. I like what you're doing Although, here. Uh, there is someone running for mayor of San Jose who is a 21-year-old student getting his bachelor's degree in something, and he has green hair, and he looks awesome. <laughs> I did not vote for him, but he looks uh, awesome. <laughs> I've seen that episode of Parks and Rec. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Ice Town. <laughs> Ice Town, great. I'm drinking my last Mountain Dew hard, uh, <gasps> Mountain which is just Dew the normal hard. flavor. It's a hard household. Everybody knows it. Let oh, me see what oh. the normal flavor Mountain Dew hard tastes like. Oh, what does it taste like? I'll let my visual do the representation of the taste in your mouth. 
Whoa! Whoa! It tastes so hard! Whoa! Please watch the video. Good God. <laughs> That's wonderful. I know that tastes like a Mountain Dew seltzer. Like it tastes like Mountain Dew. It's got that crisp citrus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink some more of this Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Spark uh-huh. raspberry uh, le- raspberry lemonade, and I'll let you find out what it tastes like. It what it makes me do when I taste it. Are you ready? Uh, go for it. Yep. Oh my God. Whoa. What? Whoa. I can't believe my eyes or my taste buds. Whoa. The taste makes you go negative. Look at that. And chromatic. I go chromatic. Chromatic. My red and my blue, they separate. Speaking of things that aren't negative, Embracer is trying to become a big dog. This is from multiple stories, but all from Ryan Dinsdale. (laughs) All from Ryan Dinsdale. At IGN.com, though. So this is, we're going to go through, this is very interesting reports coming out. I think they just had a a sales meeting, you know, the sales meetings that the companies have. <laughs> um, and Embracer is going hard as hell. So Embracer Group sees great potential in making sequels, remakes, and remasters, and spinoffs of these franchises. They're not they wrong. Were initially, they were talking about their acquisition of uh, Crystal, all the stuff from Square Enix. Right. They're like, hey. We've got this now. We've got some big plans. Uh, Revealed in the Colossal Holding Company's latest financial results, Embracer said it had, quote, further strengthened its development capabilities and IP portfolio by purchasing Crystal Dynamics, Idos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, uh, which also includes uh, Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy, and Kane, another IP. So we knew this. They're just like, hey, we bought this. It's good for us. We got a big dick. Um, (laughs) In addition to the sequels, remakes, remasters, and spinoff, Embracer also sees potential in transmedia projects across the group, later referred, uh, later referring to similar initiatives from companies such as Netflix and Amazon. Embracer Group also owns Dark Horse Comics and board game company Asmodee, which will also enable the use of gaming IP across yet another media. So before we get on to that second part, again, yes, we know Embracer owns a bunch of stuff, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um that they're doubling down like sequels, remakes, remasters, spinoffs, all that cool. And then they own Dark Horse Comics, which I had no idea that they own Dark Horse Comics, um, which is basically, besides DC and Marvel, I think is probably the biggest comic company in the world. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to do what Netflix and Amazon does. Um, So before we get to that second part, which is about a company with Inside Embracer Group, how do you... What's going on here? What is this... What's going on? They, I think they have, like, they have cornered, they have a corner of the market that is that people are thirsty and hungry for, and it's it's so weird that we came around on this because 15 years ago when we were seeing nothing but remakes on the PS3 of like, oh here's Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, exactly the same as you remember them, but not as fuzzy anymore, and it's like that's what remakes were. Everyone's like, God, I wish we get more original shit. I'm tired of these remakes. But now, some of the hottest shit is, is remakes. It, think about, like, Resident Evil 2. Resident mm-hmm. Evil Remake 3. Think about uh, D- Dead Space. It's one of my most anticipated games of the next, like, year right now. And that I've, I've played that game before. Several times. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, they have now a corner of the market with all of these IPs. Like, so much nostalgia behind it. I think they are, like, stealthily one of the most brilliant companies in gaming right now. Just scooping all that shit up and, and everything that we're nostalgic for, just re- 
reiterating or not reiter just just re-releasing it, remaking it in in a way that everyone um people want to go back and play these old games, but no one wants to play them in the way that they currently are. So yeah, they I think they're brilliant. And then of course being able to, you know, we'll talk about it in a second. They have Gearbox, they have Crystal Dynamics, they have Idris Montreal, they have uh, Square Enix Montreal, and they have these other things that they're starting to do, like new sequels and, and IPs. Like that's really cool too. But I think their their remake, remaster, spin-off strategy is there's no one else really in the gaming universe that does that on such a big scale. Other companies will do it on one-offs. Like EA is like, yeah, well, we'll remake or we'll remaster this, you know, Mass Effect collection for you once. And we'll have somebody kind of spin it off as a side project. But nobody does it on this scale. We're like, we're just going to churn out a bunch of this shit and let's see what sticks. So I think it's brilliant. Yep. I like, uh, again, it's just funny to think that is Embracer Group going to like sneakily become one of the biggest publishers? Because we know like money-wise, if they own a bunch of stuff, but it was like, okay, you own stuff from 20 years ago that no one cares about some people care about but then you look at it now so like how they did they remastered spongebob uh the rehydrated bikini bottom yep. the bottom's been rehydrated um you got a wet butt that's and, the name of that game spongebob's got a wet butt <laughs> it's a great great game and now they're making a brand new spongebob uh like completely new one i forgot what it's multiverse of madness or whatever it is oh that's right um, which we're supposed to be getting pretty soon. I just, I just, I think Embracer is going to come up to the point. I didn't put it as a story, but like EA was like, "Hey, NBC, we'll merge with you." Uh, it feels like with all the acquisitions and mergers that we're like getting like less and less companies, but we get bigger companies, right? Like Embracer right. literally just owns everything. It's insane. Like at this, this, point. this is the visual representation of Embracer. What's up? <laughs> I'm Embracer, and I own, <laughs> I own Tomb Raider now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with that right now. This will be me. This uh, will be the entirety of the embracer. <laughs> Is this? That's the embracer. Yeah. Um, I, I just also like the idea of being like, hey, um, you know, like a legacy. Could you imagine? Again, there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There are some people who love Legacy of Kane, but we haven't seen that in twenty plus years. Right. What if they do a remaster? People are like, oh, this is good, and then they restart the series. At this point, embrace Jesus. At <laughs> this point, when I close my eyes, does my head shrink? Yeah, it goes different sizes. It's That's really weird. so weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, continue. No, you're good. At this point, Embracer is at a big enough of a company where before it's like, oh, they're going to redo Kingdoms of Amalur, but like, who's going to make a new one? But at this point, like, they own so many people. I'm like, yeah, they could easily. Yeah, make a new good game, um, and I just also didn't realize they own Dark Horse Comics, which is like, hey, give me a Tomb Raider comic. Because there was one, I think, when the the remakes came out um, that I really enjoyed. So, yeah, just good on Embracer. I think this is going to be my new... I think my number one will be Devolver, and then Embracer will be like two or three. You know what I'm saying? Just because yeah. that's kind of guy I am. Yeah. But moving on, still part of the same story, because they're also owned by an Embracer group. Gearbox has nine games in development. Whoa! It's a lot yeah. of games. It's a big company. <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> Gearbox currently <laughs> has nine AAA games in development as it continues to grow alongside its colossal owner, Embracer Group. Uh, so nine AAAs, according to them. The Borderlands creator has both developing and publishing wings, and while it's unclear where these nine games in development fall, it's certainly a lot more than the company has announced previously. I think this was all part of, like, we're talking about how much stuff we owed. 
Uh, we currently know of five games being published by Gearbox. Homeworld 3, Hyper Light Breaker, which looks cool as shit. Uh, Relic Hunter Legends, Have a Nice Death, and Eyes in the Dark, The Curious Case of One Victoria Bloom. We also know that Tales from the Borderland 2 is on its way from Gearbox itself. <clears throat> Embracer overall had a strong year with operating profits increasing by 17% in games such as uh, Gearbox's Tiny Tina Wonderlands performing better than expected. Elsewhere, uh, Saber Interactive's Evil Dead The Game has sold 500,000 copies in just five days, making a good start for the Dead by Daylight-style asymmetric horror game. Uh, the company is also anticipating success from within upcoming Saint Row reboot from Deep Silver, which it says uh, is expected to step change. It ex is expected to step change the pace of organic growth. A lot of just the fact that I just <clears throat> read that whole story, and I'm like, hey, they got Borderlands, Tiny yeah. Tina. They got Evil Dead. They got Saints Row coming out. Um, Jesus Christ, man. It's I'm so just, weird to I'm me. excited for this new era of like, games. I, when I think Gearbox, <laughs> I, I always forget that they're so big. Like, I think Borderlands, I think that real that failed Overwatch clone battle. Oh, yeah. Whatever Battleborn? it is. Battleborn. Battleborn. And that's like, that's it. Uh-oh. What happened? I've still got your audio. Yeah, my but video just hold, on, silly. hold on, hold mm on. -hmm. We've lost connection to the <laughs> external monitor. You can continue talking. Cool. They'll just see your smiling, frozen face. That works for me. Um, but no, you were actually talking about everything that they owned and how shocked you were and whatever. But uh, it's just a lot of interesting news, man. I'm just very interested in, in the future of this company, and I hope that they keep giving us good stuff because they just buy – all the stuff that also puts out other stuff and uh see big things ahead for them that's it yeah very good very good uh hey we're gonna drop go, out and come back in uh no we're gonna go to a hold slide really quick we'll be right back gotcha sweet we're back we're back everybody big head mode broke the world <laughs> it destroyed everything so yeah i just think it's an interesting uh place to be in the world give me remakes give me old stuff as long as you make it new and interesting um, and actually there's a story at the end of the, the rest of the rundown that directly relates to them, but we'll get to that later. Oh, shit. But yeah. That's it for me. Anything else for you about this, uh, story? No, Embracer, they, they just keep coming up, man. And they're just going to get bigger and bigger. Gearbox keeps showing up being bigger and bigger. I'm excited. Living their lives. But speaking about things that are big. How about all these random letters in playtime? What? That's, that's a joke for us because, again, <clears throat> for those who have been listening for a while, and if you're new, me and Chad have a doc, and we have a part of the show called Playtime where we talk about where we play, and we only put initials. We refuse to let the other person know. And Chad, I think you're lying. I think yours are fake. Oh, these don't look is real it? this week. Is it? These don't make sense. Don't they? Okay, 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 okay. I'll start. I'll start. This first one is just G. Mm -hmm. Any idea what it is? It's Gree, Adam. It's Gree. It's our barf game for the month. Gree. Okay, Come on, man. Gree. G-R-I-S. Um, I started that up last night, finished it promptly this morning as soon as I woke up, and we will be talking about that later this week with a special guest, knock on wood, as long as scheduling works out. Uh, so what is, a, what is a barf game? It's a backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. It's a game that you all vote on as our patrons at patreon.com slash respawningfire. 
And it's a game that we want to play that we never got around to from our backlog. It's a classic. We should have played it. Maybe we haven't played it in a long time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the game for the month of May. Play it yourselves. Email us in your thoughts. We already got an email from Alex Kozina. So thank you, Alex. We are welcome to share everyone else's thoughts as well. Next up, Gigi. See, this is where I was like, this is fake. You're putting the fake? same letters. Is it fake? Well, you tell me. This is the Guardian Games, Adam. Okay. The last week okay. of the Guardian Games event for Destiny 2. And guess what? Drum roll there. The Warlocks are going to win this fucking thing. Oh, That's right. That's right. Warlocks. And uh, we're going to do something to celebrate here. We're going to do lightning on my face. <laughs> <sighs> lightning face for Warlocks. Unlimited power. Unlimited power. I got unlimited power. Uh, yeah, so finish that shit. Warlocks apparently, like, we won enough days, like, last week even, where it was impossible for anyone else to catch up. It was locked up. So, uh, feeling good about that. And then, uh, TG. I'll give you a clue. This one is not a game. Tony Gonzalez. Mm, no, it is Top Gun. Watch Top Gun, because this week, uh. Top Gun Maverick, starring Tom Cruise, it is almost 40 years later. Can you believe it? That's insane. The movie came out in 1986. Woo! I don't Woo. think I've ever seen Top Gun. I just saw it for the first time in maybe 20 years today. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, watch that today. It is It is a fine movie. It is It is mm. a, an 80s-ass 80s movie. I say it's an 80s movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if it came out today, it would get nowhere near the acclaim that it did for my entire life. So, yeah. But uh, I'm hearing. But I'm very excited. Super good. Wait, what? I'm hearing the new one's very good. Oh, yeah. The new one's getting excellent. People reviews. are shocked. And it was shot <laughs> like, well, completely on good? IMAX. And so, oh, that's nice. seeing that at the San Francisco IMAX on Thursday, it's going to be Chef's Kiss. All right. I'll, I'll uh, lightning off my face so you can talk about what you played this week. Uh, thinking about things I've been... The reason I said Unlimited Power is because I have been doing an Obi-Wan rewatch. Mm. Of, so Disney... Disney Plus UK's Twitter account was like, here are things you need to watch to get prepared for Obi-Wan. And, oh. of course, Revenge of the Sith is on there when <laughs> Ian McDermott, they go, Unlimited Power! As he's shooting lightning from his hands. Funny thing about Ian McDermott, or not Emperor Palpatine, have you noticed? You've watched all the Star Wars, right? I have watched all of them at least twice, yes. Okay. So you know how in episode three, he's shooting lightning at Mace Windu and he has his lightsaber and it fucks his face up, right? Right. Um, you're the one shooting the lightning. Why don't you stop? <laughs> it's the sacrifice he made in order to take over, in order to, to conquer his foe. He had to look fucked up. I understand. That's why they did it. Also, fast forward episode nine. Same thing. Shooting lightning. <laughs> it's literally killing him, and he doesn't stop. Ember <laughs> Palpatine cannot stop the lightning coming from his hands. It's just a funny thing I've noticed. It's, it's like uh, it's like those Pokemon who have like self-destruct as a move. Yeah, I, I never like, understood. Who, who's going to use that? Who's going to fucking take one for the team when they have to fight 17 more Magikarp fighting fishermen? It's just dumb. how it goes, right? It's dumb. But anyways... Been doing a rewatch, watch Revenge of the Sith, so I got unlimited power. And there's some interesting things that they suggest you watch. A lot of it from the Clone Wars TV show. Oh, you know what I learned today by reading an article? Mm -hmm. I read an I read an actual BuzzFeed article, so half counts. Okay, we'll see. Um, the original Obi Wan actor like hated 
hated Star Wars. And he was yeah, like, the old man. The, the di- yeah. He's like, the dialogue is so fucking trash. Don't. And then somebody asked for his autograph once. They saw him in a Comic-Con or something. Like, He's like, I'll give you this autograph if you promise you'll never watch Star Wars again. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Guinness hates Star Wars, huh? Yep. Insane. I think he was like a really classical actor or some shit. So he's like, oh, like God. This oh, shit Mountain Dew hard. <laughs> Making you coming up coming again. coming out hard. But uh, as far as games, because everyone knows Star Wars is great. And we're mm-hmm. going to get Obi-Wan next week. Jurassic World Evolution 2, baby. That's what the JW stands for. Guess what other movie's coming out soon? Jurassic World. Fucking don't know what it's called, but I'm excited. Dominion, Uh, baby. It's going to suck. It's going to suck so good. I'm going to watch it. See those dinos in real life in the world. Uh, So good. But Jurassic World Evolution 2 was like a park builder, of course. Uh, It's fucking great. Uh, They streamlined all the stuff from the first one that was like too micromanagey. And they're like, hey, how about just have fun with the dinosaur park? And I'm playing through the campaign now. And it's like, hey, dinosaurs are loose in the world, so I'm going to different parts of the world. It's like, hey, they're running amok in Yosemite. Go set up a little base in Yosemite and help the dinosaurs out. I'm like, yeah, I'm in Yosemite helping the dinosaurs. It's a good time. Is is the park builder different than – there was like a Pokemon Go type spinoff. Yeah, that was on mobile only. On mobile? Okay, got it, got it. My sister spent like $400 in two weeks on that mobile spinoff game. Because she's like, I gotta have the best dinosaur, and I keep fighting other yeah. dinosaurs, and I have the best dinosaur. And then she's like, I'm number one on the leaderboard. And then she found out that the leaderboard was mostly just bots. Yeah. She's like, Oh my god, they're forcing, they're making me want to spend money so I can beat the computer. Oh my god, I'm not even beating other people. She fell for it, man. It's crazy, yep. but it's awesome. They got all the cool dinosaurs in there. They got the Spinosaurus. They got the Indominus Rex. Indominus Ooh. Rex. All the all the good bullshit. They got the different skins. So you can have blue on your raptors. It's a good time. Ooh. Uh, and then also, I booted up some Rogue Legacy two. That's that what RL two is. Okay. Rogue Legacy two is the sequel that just came out like last month, right? Yeah, it just okay. came out early access. I owned it when it was early access and was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll come back. Um, <clears throat> they've done a ton of updates. I know it's on. Uh, I don't. I think it's on Xbox and Switch. Or maybe it's I think it's on two of the three consoles. I don't I'm not entirely sure, but it's very good. It is more rogue legacy, but it feels like you make more progress and it's very, very pretty. I like the dark style, the new direction that they took. So everyone should play Rogue Legacy if you've like roguelikes at all. That was one of the first ones that got this whole movement started. Was that, that uh, was, Binding and Isaac? Honestly, that was the very first game that I played knowing what a roguelike or slash light was. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a whole genre of games? I didn't realize that. I played the first one on my PlayStation TV, a.k.a. Vita TV. Oh, yeah. I got that sitting in a box over here. I had one. I don't know. I think I sold uh-huh. it for 30 bucks or whatever. Uh, <laughs> cool, cool little device, but whatever. And then the last thing, because, again, I'm in such a Star Wars mood, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Ooh. Was, yeah. There okay. was a sale. I got the game and all the DLC. Sale uh, already? For, yeah, it was like 20 digitally, but it was like 25% off everything. Damn. So I got basically what the deluxe ed- edition is 70 bucks, and I got everything in that for, it was like $48 or whatever. Um, and then me and my son can both play it because I can just install it on his Xbox with my profile. Shh, don't tell Microsoft. I've been, <laughs> he literally has been stealing hundreds of games for years. Um <laughs> And I started with the prequel series, and I'm going through that and having a great time. And then Ahsoka shows up because I have her as the DLC. Moff Gideon shows up, or not, um, 
What's his name? What's the actor's name? Giancarlo Esposito is there beating Ooh, up Jar Jar Binks. Wait, it's great. Wait. Yeah. In the Skywalker saga? Well, because when you're in the open world, you can pick anyone you want. Like, uh, okay. when, you beat, when you beat a level, you can do free play and do whatever you want. So, because I have the DLC, I have the Mandalorian pack, and Giancarlo Esposito with the black lightsaber is there. And I'm like, all right, we're in episode one. You go beat up the gun goods, Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Having a great time. It's fun. It's really new. They changed it. You definitely tell they put a lot of work and took a lot of time to make this game. And yeah, I'm all about Star Wars right now. So that's all I've been playing is... Uh, all everything I played is things for children. Jurassic World, Lego Star Wars, Rogue Legacies for grown-ups. <laughs> there we go. Had a good time. Oh, also watch Chippendale. Fucking I watched that movie. the the Sonic, the ugly Sonic stuff. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. How the fa- how do they got ugly Sonic in that movie? I don't want to I'm not going to spoil it too much cuz that movie is literally just like, hey, Here's a reference. Here's it's meta the movie, um, and there's a part where <laughs> he's looking at like a bunch of uh, movie trailers. They're talking about reboots. He's like, "Oh, this is all dumb." And it's like, "Oh, I can't remember what the name of the movie is, but it's basically Fast and Furious Babies." And he's like, "That one looks pretty good." And I was like, "All right, guys, <laughs> they get it. Fast and Furious Babies. Fast all right, and Furious I'm all about Babies. That. That's awesome." They did Batman versus ET, which looked like a really cool movie too. <laughs> I'm gonna need to see that. <laughs> Birdman fifty three in the chat says, "Can't wait to jump into Skywalker Saga. Do it, you coward! It's very good. Freaking very do it. Fighting Jango Fit, Boba Fett. Good times. Uh, but anyways, that's all I did. That's all we did. We're hanging out. We're waiting for. Hey, Chad. Yeah. Whenever July twelfth gets here, maybe we do a little side podcast. You know, fifteen minutes before we record a show. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. What? Think Wait, what is it. July 12th? Is that is that open? What we do in the Shadow what Season Four? Baby? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I was trying to think. I was like. LSWTSS shadows. What? Uh, nope, nope. That's not it. That's not it. Just saying, when that comes out, we should maybe talk about it every week. Uh, but anyways, things we can talk about right now. Final Fantasy announcements are coming soon. It's from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. Before we get started on this, mm-hmm. there's a quest in Final Fantasy VII Remake in the beginning where you have to find three cats. So... Uh- <laughs> We're going to do Cat on My Head. <laughs> it's reaching out. That's wonderful. Keep that up. <laughs> what if it, like, bits the shit out of you? Uh, so Final Fantasy VII Remake <laughs> director Tetsuya, Tetsuya Nomura has said Square Enix will be making various announcements next month regarding the original game's 25th anniversary. <laughs> As reported by RPG site, Nomura teased the announcements on a live stream for Final Fantasy VII spinoff, the first soldier saying that Square Enix would be celebrating the original game's 25th anniversary. Quote, next month, we're planning to publish information related to 7's 25th anniversary. I wonder how much I'm allowed to share about it. Next month, we will publish various things. Ooh. Uh, remake Part 2 entered full development in July 2020. An original Final Fantasy director, uh, Yishinoro... What's that last name? I'm very bad with Japanese. Um, the right Yishinoro Kitase. Said earlier this year, the development team would like to announce the game in 2022 if possible. Mm, That's what we've heard. Uh, (laughs) That being said, Square Enix has other Final Fantasy VII related projects in the work, including the first soldier and upcoming mobile RPG Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. But the announcements could be uh, much smaller and more akin to the recent clothing line reveal. So, 25th anniversary, they're very aware of it. 
They want to do something big, but they can't say anything just yet. Chad, you like Final Fantasy VII. What do you think we're going to get for the 25th anniversary? Here's one thing. Whatever we get, I'm just excited that I remembered Ever Crisis existed thanks to this story. <laughs> like that, is, that alone got me excited. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's right. They're basically remaking the original game again on mobile, but also like exploring all the stories that have been told, including Dirge of Cerberus, including Crisis Core, and like all of those characters. So, Children of the, the Atom? Children of the Atom? Is that? Wait. No, Advent Children. That's what I'm Advent thinking. Advent Children. Of. Yes. Advent Children. Like all of that's being explored again in a brand new way on mobile. And I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot that existed. I'm so excited. Like that alone could be the announcement. And I'm just like, yay. That'd be um, cool. Yeah. But the what I what I think is going to happen, I think the big reveal is going to be some kind of um, movie, TV show, animated spinoff, something like that, that bridges the gap between maybe remake part one and remake part two, mm-hmm. um, because that's something that they're just like they're really into recently with um, Final Fantasy 15. You know, they released the movie with all the Game of Thrones actors in it beforehand, yeah. and like. Surprisingly, that set up a lot of shit you needed to know for the story for that entire game. And uh, so I feel like they're going to do something like that. Even if it's like Netflix does the animated Resident Evil movies that aren't good, but they're just like, hey, let's throw more money at this franchise. They'll probably release something similar along those lines. Or Final Fantasy IX anime is coming out soon, too. Mm. So, like, I could see something Final Fantasy VII related in terms of movie or tv show i think that's coming in a, in a small way it's not going to be like a big blockbuster movie but something to help story-wise maybe bridge the gap or tell a side story of maybe how yuffie ends up integrating with the, the group or something like that i would love a trailer for part two and saying like they want to announce the game this year if possible seems like we're not going to see that next month at whatever this thing it's is like a game awards thing maybe yeah. right but, uh, yeah, I'm pumped to shit for that game, and I'm pumped to shit for this announcement. And Ever Crisis, now, come on, Ever Crisis. <laughs> here's a question for you, because I remember when they announced it initially, like, console launch exclusive on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Are we finally going to get a Switch or an Xbox version? Because they did do the PC version, but that's not a console. So I'm wondering, I don't know, because I remember No Man's Sky, they're like, console launch exclusive, and then it was like two and a half years later, all of a sudden it was just everywhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're still doing it with seven. It feels like it's been so long, like they should have done it by now, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I, it, you look at Square Enix and their relationship with Xbox and like, this could be something completely unrelated, but like all the Final Fantasy games are starting to expire on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And so they're slowly one by one disappearing from Xbox Game Pass services. So I don't know if that's like a we're bringing this part of this chapter of our relationship with Microsoft to an end and maybe seven remake and future games might not come out on that. Like there was also the rumors around the exclusivity on final fantasy 16 with PlayStation as well. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know, man, we might just not ever see this. And if we see it on switch, it will 100% be a cloud version. If absolutely. That's what I meant. After seeing how kingdom hearts three is running or excuse me how kingdom hearts one is running on switch with cloud version i uh, i don't know if we'll get it i don't know if we'll get it at all if it's money in square Enix pocket they don't care baby let me yeah. tell you uh but yeah i think it'll, i don't think it'll be anything crazy i think it'll be something like oh yeah if you like ff7 fucking awesome or another spin-off thing 
Like, what yeah. are they like the theater rhythm game, which honestly was kind of dope, where it's just like basically <laughs> just rhythm music game with fighting with different fantasy themes. Like, it, that was dope. I played that a lot on iPad. We'll see. We keep getting closer and closer. They keep talking about Final Fantasy this year. Like, you're going to get 16 at some point. You're going to get seven something at some point. We just keep <laughs> hearing about it. Uh, speaking of things we're going to be hearing about soon, Norman Reus may have goofed again. Uh, oh. From Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. Actor Norman Reedus has revealed the development uh, has begun on a sequel to Death Stranding. What? The game has what not the, been announced. What were the bad guys called in Death Stranding? Uh, the plebes. invisible ones? Oh! oh the BBs? I'm a BB! Uh, Chad's a bad guy. Oh, I'm a BB. I'm going to get you, Norman Reedus. I'm going to get you. <laughs> it's even more terrifying when I show my teeth. <laughs> It's like just teeth and a mustache. It's insane. <laughs> Norman Reedus has revealed the development has begun in a sequel. That's training. The game has not been announced, but Reedus plainly told uh, Leo Edit that we just started the second one. End quote. Reedus said in the Leo Edit interview that it uh, that it took maybe two or three years to finish his motion capture scenes for the original Death Stranding. So Death Stranding 2 might not be here anytime soon if his work is just beginning now. Uh, quote, it was a huge thing. So we just started part two of that. All that was fine. It's like, <laughs> still invisible. All that was fine. It's just like, hey, Rita said a thing. Like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything at all. But there was a tweet Friday evening that people didn't know about that might be pointing to it. Kojima may have confirmed it? Question mark. Uh -oh. uh, Kojima has potentially acknowledged the report with a cryptic tweet posted on Saturday. The post contains several images of Kojima and Norman Reedus together, including <laughs> one in which the designer is pretending to stage a mock execu execution of the actor. <laughs> Go to your private room, my friend, Kojima wrote, rever uh, referencing the private room players are able to visit in the Death Stranding game. So what's really funny is that all these reports came out, and then, again, <laughs> uh, Kojima makes a tweet, and it's literally him with Lucille, like, about to hit Norman Reedus in the head. And it's like, go to your private room. Uh, funny timing to randomly put that out. But that's yeah. all the news about Death Stranding 2. And yeah. They, funny thing about movie actors is they don't really get the video game world and reveals in the industry and that, all that kind of stuff. Not at all. Like, obviously, Norman Reedus is like, if we're recording, if we're filming Walking Dead right now, like, people know it exists. And they've probably had some kind of promo. If we're filming a movie right now, they've announced it before I even signed on to act in it. Somebody, they've already announced it and have been hedging their bets. And we are, in the video game world, very, very different. We're like, we're going to keep this thing a secret as long as possible. And then we're going to reveal it. And then we're not going to release it for a very long time. And then we're going to wish we hadn't revealed it. And that's how video games work. And Norman does yeah. not know that, obviously. <laughs> you mean invisible is crazy so yeah um, we'll see a sequel for sure I think I mean I guess the game regardless of how kind of weird and divisive the uh, reviews were I know it did like sell pretty well so I'm not shocked to see it again um, I don't give a shit because I don't like the first game but I'm sure people will be happy yeah, and Norman I, Reedus is back. I, I, this is a good excuse. I don't know if you can tell this one. It looks identical to my face. This is the beauty filter, and I, I guess normal. it was already beautiful. So yeah, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I'm. I really. I bought the director's cut when it came out on PS5, and like I, 
I want to go back and play this game again. It's just finding the motivation to do so. I can't even play Forbidden West right now because Destiny is too good. So mm -hmm. finding the to play a game that I've already played for 15 hours once that I didn't like the first time. All right. Yeah, if you can't play a good game like Horizon Forbidden West, why would you play a bad game like Death Stranding? That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's be real. But that'll be cool to see a new one. Um, people like what Kojima does, and I like Norman Reedus a lot. So, uh, here we go. This is for all you retro heads. Is that what they call themselves retro, in the community? That's, that's exactly right. Retro heads. Retro yep. head. They love some retro head. It's a good time. PS1 Classic <laughs> has trophies. Derek Bonthuis at GameSpot tells us. Siphon Filter. Remember that game from Sony Ben, the people who made Days Gone, which is not a good game. Sorry, Dallas. Um, <laughs> Siphon Filter will feature trophy support when it launches as part of the revamped PlayStation Plus service. Uh, developer Ben Studios revealed. Who who was it that actually likes Day Gone? Is it Dallas or is it somebody uh, else? Dallas does. There's also um, Dan. Dan Root does. Uh -huh. He's a big Days Gone fan. He even gave out a copy of it on our podcast to somebody. I mean, very cool of you. Not a good game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just saying. Agency Intel reports that Siphon Filter will include trophies when it arrives on the all-new PlayStation Plus. Men Studio tweeted with a quick Fuck glimpse yeah. of the explosive start trophy highlighted the message. It's unclear if every classic game in the new PlayStation Plus will uh, feature trophy support, especially with third-party titles such as Tekken 2 and Mr. Driller, which is my nickname Ooh, in high school. Oh, yeah, Mr. Driller. This is cool, though. Trophies uh, on an old game will make me play a, an old game over not... You know, like, if it's just yep. like, here's just an old game, or it's like, here's a new thing that people care about. I'm like, well, I will much more interested if I can actually work towards something. Yep, absolutely. This is so exciting to me. And I, when this was announced, it suddenly brought back the memory of PlayStation patented the ability to put trophies in games that were, like, before trophies existed, including PlayStation 1 Classics. And I thought that was, like, a thousand years ago that that was revealed and we talked about, oh, my God, this could be a cool thing that happens with emulation. Turns out it was just last year. It was like last March they patented it. And I was like, oh. I thought it was a long time ago, too. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was March of 2021 that patent came through. So uh, obviously that's what this is working towards. And it's, since it's Sony Bend and it's Siphon Filter, like I imagine that it's – and they have the patent for it. Like I imagine they're testing it with first-party stuff. And so I would expect to see like – I don't know, Twisted Metal or, you know, some of those first part, maybe, uh, I was going to say Metal Gear Solid, but no, that, I don't know. I expect to see maybe a couple of PlayStation ones right off the bat. The nice thing is that there's no work on the part of the developer, according to the patent that I went back and reread, like the developer, the whole point of it is they don't have to do anything. So it does introduce like an interesting wrinkle into, like for instance, Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy IX. I own both of those digital PS1 classics, which we already now know I will get access to immediately, even without the subscription. But I also own the PS4 HD remakes of those, mm -hmm. which are just the same game, up with trophies. And I'm like, well, now if they both have trophies, what do I do? Will yeah, they continue putting out, you know, Final Fantasy VIII? Well, no, they did eight, and I bought that too. Will they continue doing these, like, HD just up of these things or are they just going to go back and put trophies in the classics and then we don't get 4k versions of these things but it doesn't matter because they're kind of blocky gross things anyway so i don't know 
I will definitely go back. I know uh, Matt from Rhode Island was very excited at the news of this, saying that his whole life has been leading up to getting a platinum trophy for Monkey Island. So mm. people are excited. Yeah, Maybe I was looking monkey. at it was this. something. Maybe not Monkey Island. Ape Escape? Ape Escape. That was it. Yep. Because I'm looking at the short list of, of uh, the PS1 games, and it's like Ape Escape, Siphon Filter, Hot Shots Golf, Jumpin' Flash. So yeah, probably Ape Escape and Siphon Filter, I would assume, would probably have those, if not the other ones um, as well. Uh, so yeah, I think it's cool. Again, anything that gives someone a little bit of extra motivation and it doesn't like cost anybody a bunch of pain and anguish, they're like, oh, I got to put trophies in a game if it's just yeah. done and you don't have to worry about it and fans can have fun with it. I think it's all We've got a, a segment from Birdman. Birdman53 oh. in the chat says, which PS1 games would you care most about having trophies on? Ooh. This is going to be... What would be a fun list? This is a deep cut. There was a version of Diablo, the point-and-click PC action RPG, that was released on PlayStation that I owned the disc for, but they never released the PS1 Classic, and I doubt they ever will because of weird licensing and rights and that kind of stuff. But I would love Diablo, the original, with trophies and the DLC characters on it, too. Like, that would be dope. Even though it did not play well with the controller. I would say... I was going to say, like, Spyro or Crash, but those have been remastered. So maybe... Um, is it is it uh, Suicoden 2? Is that PS1 game? Oh, yeah! Yep. I've got I want, both like, of a those. classic, like, PS1 Japanese RPG to have some, some trophies on it. Um, I think that would be a cool way to replay those games. Yeah, uh, get like some I said, Final um, Fantasy have been remastered, but you know, something like yeah, Chrono, something you know, Metal Gear Solid RPG. That'd be good. Metal Gear Solid the original has not been available outside of the PS One game, mm -hmm. except for the GameCube remake. So like being able to oh, play that snakes or whatever. Yeah, so being able to play that with trophies, Castlevania Symphony Night. Oh fuck yeah, I'd go back and play that with a platinum trophy. Unlock the cool upside ones. down castle and all that shit again. Yeah. There was some dope stuff in there. Yeah, for sure. Look at Birdman in here giving us good suggestions. Look at that. What a handsome man he is. Uh, this is my favorite segment story. Is it going to be a segment? Maybe I just uh, <gasps> did something. Dead by Daylight wants to penetrate you. Ooh. Ooh, let me see if I can find something scary in here. Oh, I'll do an emoji face and I'll grimace a little bit. Nope. You're smiling. Grimace. You're very happy. No, frown. You want to be penetrated. There's nothing wrong with that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dead by Daily wants to penetrate. She was from CatBailey at IGN.com. At a recent anniversary event, Behavior Interactive announced a new dating sim titled Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating sim. Uh, developed by Psypop, or Psyop, excuse me, the creators of I Love You, Colonel Sanders, which, by the way, they made a KFC dating simulator. That's um, right. That's right. Uh, it will feature, quote-unquote, romance, steamy references, and shirtless outfits. Ooh. Hooked on You starts with uh, stars will be four familiar Dead by Daylight killers who inhabit something called a magical land uh, called inhabit something called a magical land called, there's too many calls in there, Murderer's Island. You go to Murderer's Island and the Huntress, the Spirit, the Trapper, and the Wraith try to smooch you, or maybe they try to kill you. I don't know. Chad, before we get to this other line here, how do you feel about the like dating sim? I was very intrigued until I realized with that last sentence that it's the generic Dead by Daylight killers and not the actual licensed killers that are in the game. Like, if I could have Ghostface from Scream and Romance 
I don't know, romance them with freaking Leatherface. Like that's that's the game mm. I want to play. This will be fun, I guess. But that's what I want. Michael Myers smooching with Ring Girl. Like that's the shit that I want. Well, speaking of things that you want, time for a segment from Adam. Ooh, nice. Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Whispering quietly. Segment from Adam. Because it's here. All right. I'm here. Uh, my congestion is much better. So since we're gonna, we're talking about these dating sims, by the way, that mm -hmm. Colonel Sanders one, way better than any right to be. Um, so this one should actually be interesting. But how about, hey, Chad. Yeah. I I'm Mr. Mr. McMahon. From WWE, and okay, I'm, trying okay. to, I'm trying to go out into games. Uh, I want to make a video game. How about <laughs> a dating sim? Yeah, that sounds great. And we're gonna. I want you to pitch to me a dating sim from a, a video game dating sim. Take an existing video game, and what do you want to make it a, a smoochy, smoochy time? And then pitch those pitch those ideas to me, young man. Okay, okay. Here's one right off the bat. You play as Kratos. And you have uh -huh. the entire Greek god lineup as Ooh. your possible smoochers. You got Daddy oh, Zeus okay. out there. Oh, it's going to have to get real weird. It's going to have to get that's like... That's weird, because that's yeah. his actual dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe Daddy's not included. Maybe Daddy's running the whole thing. He's like, i got to set you up because there's a clause in your inheritance yeah. that says you have to be married in order to get my money when I die. Now Kratos and Zeus are best friends. <laughs> He's like, i got to set my son up with somebody. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there's one right off the bat. Speaking of, there's God of War right in the background of our podcast right now, visually. Again, Very if you're not nice. watching this visually, shut up and watch it visually. You can see the sparkle in my This is the beauty filter. You can see the sparkle in my eyes. Oh. Yeah, there we go. It's gone now. I'm dead. I'm dead in my eyes. Um, yeah, so God of, God of War, I'm, I'm into that. Again, yeah, I would want true. the licensed killers from Dead by Daylight, obviously. On a beach, what would the setting be? Would it would that be like on a beach island where you go and what if it was? What if it was like a resort, but they all had to still wear their masks? Like they could be shirtless and stuff oh. like that, but they all had to wear their masks. I just imagine, yeah, scream. Well, if we go down scream one, there's two dudes with the scream mask with their shirts right. off. Matthew Lillard. One of them is sure. Scooby Doo, <laughs> <laughs> or not Scooby Doo? Shaggy. He's Shaggy. He's not the dog. Um, yes, they would have to be on the beach. They. They can't have weapons, mm -hmm. but they have to have, they can do like things that, like for instance, Scream Guy or Michael Myers, maybe they have, you know, a, a competition to win your heart where they have to prepare a feast or something like that and they use their knives. <coughs> their knives to cut yeah. up the food. And yeah, then yeah. maybe like Leatherface is doing a lumberjack challenge where he has to like cut down a bunch of trees with a chainsaw or something like that. Like they, they have hints towards those things, but they're not just like standing out in the open, you know, shirtless Baywatch style with an axe in their yeah. hand. Like that's weird. understandable. Um, if you've ever seen the gif of Mr. Midman falling back in his chair because he's horny, I was almost there. <laughs> uh, I got a good one for you. It's kind of a cheat. Okay. Because it's not necessarily game related, but it sort of is. But give me a, give me a Batman dating simulator. Oh, yeah. Where you're just dating all the villains of the Batman universe. Poison Ivy. They're all Mr. Freeze. Hot like, and Mr. Horny. Freeze, your wife is going to die anyway. So, like, why not smooth Let's me? make it happen. Let's she make can't the know anything. Fly. She's in a coma or whatever. Oh, that's probably a dangerous one. Maybe that's not an option you need to take. <laughs> but yeah, I can just imagine, like, Nightwing's like, I've been fighting crime all night. And he takes his shirt off. And you're like, yeah. 
you know, that yeah. could be fun. It's just fun characters, and you know, but Penguin, the little short stubby dude, but it's like he's got a heart of gold and a big slong, and you got to date him. <laughs> uh, That's why he waddles because it like drags on the ground by his feet. It's so big, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> any other video game specific ones? Can you can you think of? Oh goodness, I'm trying to think of things with like big rosters, like big. Yeah. Can we do? I want to do like Smash Bros, but take out all the Fire Emblems. Okay. So you're just left with like the characters. Maybe the original lineup of Smash Bros. Nintendo Dating Simulator. Kirby, Ness, Mario, Luigi, Pikachu, Donkey. Um. Yeah. yeah. That's what Yoshi. That original crew. That original lineup. Okay, that'd be a good time. And you're Princess yeah. Peach, and you have to court all of these people. Hmm. Who's the best one? Who's the best? Well, that's the that's what the whole game is about. You have to choose if your it was own you, person. Though, who are you picking? <sighs> Ness was the strongest, obviously, and he had the baseball bat that could just fucking murder everyone. But he was also he's also ten years old. He's also ten years old. But Peach is a princess, and that's just how royalty things work. Like there are kings and princesses that are tiny little babies. In those You're not times. wrong. Kirby um, can suck real good. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. Okay, as Princess Peach, Yoshi. You pick Yoshi. Why okay. Yoshi? One, because he's a fucking dinosaur. How cool is that? That's pretty you know, cool. Dinosaur is a husband. It doesn't have to be sexual. It could just be a cool relationship, right? And think about it. You don't have to think about how much money you save. If you want to uh-huh. go anywhere, go to the market. If you want to go to some peasant town and like kill everyone there for fun because you're a princess and that's what you do in those times, like you don't have to, you and your spouse, find two horses to ride there. No, you just jump on your spouse, trot your way down there. Oh, you're hungry? Meow. Apple. Meow. I like it. Yep. You're thinking with your head. That's exactly right. My big head. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, that's my segment from Adam. I just like the idea of dating games and video games. Me too. Me too. That's good. That's good. All right. Wait a minute. By God. What? What game is coming out? I don't know. It's from Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. Ooh. Ubisoft's free-to-play pay-per-view. Jesus Christ. Think about (laughs) wrestling again. Ubisoft's free-to-play PvP sports game Roller Champions will launch on May 25th, the publisher has announced. What? what? It will debut for Xbox One, every every console uh, except for Switch, which will arrive later and on Stadia and Luna at a later date. So it's literally coming to everything. The streaming stuff will be later. Roller Champions, for those of you who don't remember four years ago. I don't. Uh, is a roller derby inspired sports game where two teams of three compete to be the first to score five points by tossing the, a ball into the goal. Uh, players can earn more points by skating around the track. Uh, players could also tackle foes and knock the ball free and zip up the walls in arena. So what this is what this is, right? At E3 2019, Ubisoft was like, hey, look at this awesome free-to-play sports game we're making. And it was ro- it's roller derby. Everyone's like, oh, awesome. Dude, they had multiple videos. Everything was awesome. It's like, hey, this this is a big deal. Then they didn't say anything about it until early 2020. They're like, hey, we're doing a close alpha. And then for two and a half years, they literally said nothing until they were like, it comes out next week. This is like 
three percent coming back to me. Like I'm looking at screenshots from the reveal, and it's like very cartoony. It, you would have thought yeah. Knockout City was this game, but no, this is something. Yeah, different. yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. And they're stealth releasing it, basically. They're saying, hey, this basically. is coming out this week, everyone, and it's going to be free to play. Have, hmm. Something tells me they did a, an, a closed alpha in 2020 and then said, people don't like this game. And uh, let's not give it too much fanfare or marketing, and let's not charge anybody for it so no one's angry when they don't play it anymore. And let's send this thing to die. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, will uh, all these difficult to play to create four platforms like Nintendo Switch and Stadia and Luna. We'll just promise those at a date TBD and we and will never, never do it. <laughs> just a weird move for Ubisoft where they they announce these games and then they delay I them mean, and then they never come out and then they just come out. Yeah. This could be cool. I mean, it kind of looks like it could be like a, a mix of, I don't know, freaking Mario Strikers Charged and uh, freaking... What's the car one that Epic owns now? Rocket League. Oh, like, uh, it looks Rocket like it could be a mix of those two things. It could be really fun, but... I remember at E3, people were like, oh, that roller derby looks really cool. What's going on with this roller derby? And then nothing for three years. Nada. <laughs> <laughs> this big is big so stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone enjoy playing that game that will be alive for about 12 months, and then they'll kill the servers. Uh, yeah. Sadly. So we have last story of the day. More news on the Kotor remake affirms Adam's suspicions. Oh, see there we go, Jordan another remake. VGC. Another old ass game remake that's I just, getting getting people all horny. Except I for just you. like how Jordan Midler specifically pointed out my problems with this Kotor remake. Interesting that he yeah, wrote that. Yeah, that was really, really like really nice of him to give you that shout out. I appreciate Jordan Midler. Saber Interactive is working on the upcoming Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic meme. Uh, good Lord. I thought my sinuses were better, Chad. <laughs> and they're just like on the edge. Yep. I'm fine. Uh, Saber Interactive is working on the upcoming Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake alongside Aspire. Remember when I said Aspire only makes bad ports of Star Wars games? How are yeah. they going to make a new game from the ground up? Mm -hmm. Now they need help. Uh as part of Embrace's Group's financial report, the one that we reported on before, board member Matthew Karch announced that Saber Interactive, which most recently released Evil Dead, is now working on the project. Quote, Aspire has gone uh, full in to make this the best game that they can. Uh, when we acquired Aspire, we knew from the start that they would require our assistance. <laughs> uh, whew, what, a, what a quote. Karch added, uh, we're fully confident that the game is going to be fantastic, but it's a massive product, and massive uh, products require a lot of effort, a lot of time to make good. And especially when you're talking about the game that's very old, we're basically had to remake that game from scratch. Uh, nice to the Old Republic remake will be a timed console exclusive on PS5. It was originally revealed during a PlayStation showcase last year. Oh, what's going on, Van Gogh? Uh, so, <laughs> I've been saying this from Jump. I'm like, hey, Aspire... They literally again, like I said, they only make ports of old video. Remember that nice of the uh, the Forced Unleashed game that just came to Switch? That was the Wii version of the game. And yeah, it's not a very good port, and it's not yeah. a very good game. That's what Aspire does. Um, but they're like, we're doing it from the ground up. We know it's our first thing ever. Don't worry, guys, we got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, now that they brought in Saber Interactive, which again actually makes real video games, 
I feel a lot more confident. Um, and again, like we talked at the top of the show, Embracer Group now owns so many companies and IPs and, and support studios and stuff. I actually have more hope for this game than I, I did now than before this report. Because before this report, I'm like, Aspire's not going to be able to do it. It's going to be trash. But they bring in Saber. Maybe they bring in uh, Square Enix to help out. Maybe they bring in hey, yep. Idols Montreal. You know, people who make good video games can actually help them get that game out the door. I am much more confident and much more hopeful for this game now than I was, like I said, a week ago. Um, I just don't think Aspire can do it. But now with the backing of the one of the biggest companies in the world, I think things are looking up. And you can finally play a good video game, Chad. It's really good. I hope the remake <laughs> is good and you can enjoy it. Do you think they're keeping Aspire? Like, Aspire obviously is, they're getting assistance, maybe even more assistance than just Saber Interactive. But I, my guess is that the creative side of things weren't going as well. And maybe they're just keeping, they're bringing on other studios to help out with the creative side of things and reimagining what this world looks like. And then Aspire's like, hey, y'all are real good at, well, you're kind of good at ports. We're, you've done ports. So maybe you help us figure out how we're releasing on multi-platforms, how we take this old UI and update it for an HD era, like that kind of stuff. And then Saber's like, we'll handle the things that really matter for remaking yeah. this game. I feel like that's kind of what is happening here. Yeah, I, I don't want to dump on Aspire because those people are working very hard or whatever. But the fact that the head of the company... Our board member of the company literally said, when we acquired Aspire, we knew from the start that they would need assistance. We knew they weren't going to be good enough. <laughs> uh, that's a crazy thing to say. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, I just for and it's not even against Aspire necessarily, but it's what people who played KOTOR want from that game requires more than I think Aspire is able to do. Because like for you, who's never played it and I'm like, you can't even as much as I love that game, trying to play a 20 year old video game is hard. Yeah. Um, even though, like, Aspire did the the tablet port of that game, which is a good port, but it is a port of a 20-year-old game. And I'm like, the game is great. It's very hard to recommend you playing a very, a very, because it plays like an old game. The story is great. Characters are great. But the it's a, it's an old video game to play. Um, so I just hope, I hope for the best because it's such a fantastic game. And I want a good team to take charge of it, give us something good. Like what our fans, what we want as fans, I hope that we can get that. Because that was my the only reason I'm being so hard on them because I know what I want that game to be, and I was not confident. So we'll see now. Whew. That's it though, Chad. That's all the stories for the day. And that I did means my segment. It's time for game on game show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game On. The game show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Ah! I feel like Toad. Toad in those videos yeah, where he freaks out. I was like, what? Uh, we're not going to keep this on the whole time. We're going to turn this right off because that's obnoxious. But we're <laughs> playing a game that we have not played since January of this year called Now Flesh It Out, Now Flesh It Out. And I've been doing these like themed Now Flesh It Out. Now Flesh It Out is where we take two games that exist in the world or might exist and we mash them together and see what that makes and what kind of game that would be. And I feel like I've been doing themes with these recently, and I'm like, I'm kind of digging that. So I, I came up with another theme this time. Do you know what happened on May 9th, 2018? So about two weeks ago now? Four years um, ago? May 9th, 2018. I want to say... No, I don't know. That's right. It was the Walmart Canada E3 leak. Okay, okay, okay. 
So the theme for this one is that the first game in each of these pairs is something that was leaked by Walmart Canada. And the second thing in all of these are things that people are looking forward to seeing more of at whatever the hell happens this summer. Summer Game Fest, Xbox event, whatever the hell. So, we're going to start, speaking of Embracer Group, with Borderlands 3 was leaked by Walmart Canada. What does that look like when we mash it up with Metroid Prime 4? What? Now, remind me real quick, what is the objective of the thing? Is to make take a good version of the like, two. And when we just we just smush them together and say, like, what would what would this game look like if we smushed it up with this game? Hmm. So Borderlands 3 with Metroid Prime 4. Here's something that comes to mind for me. Metroid Prime is all about Metroid in general. It's all about like I'm gonna get a ton of new upgrades for my cannon and for my suit and all this kind of stuff and eventually i'll be the version of samus that i was at the end of the last game finally and borderlands 3 is all about like we literally have over 1 billion different fucking wild guns in this game yeah what if we introduce degradation like weapon degradation like breath of the wild style mm-hmm. in a metroid prime 4 and you just like you pick up whatever the fuck you break off of an enemy's arm and you use that to beat the shit out of something else or blow a door open Knocks out the puzzle solving from Metroid, but it's Metroid yeah. Prime. It's a first person shooter anyway. Um, I can see that. What I here's another way to go about it, right? Keep it classic Metroid Prime, but go over the top zany comedy writing that Borderlands is famous for. Give Complete Samus a voice, shift. and it's just Tiny Tina. Yeah, it's just Ashley Birch doing your Tiny Tina impression, and we just Fuck go yeah. over the top, and it's like a classic Metroid, but. Again, zany. They they answer the question: uh, What happens uh, if Samus is pregnant with baby and turns into ball? We can do that. <laughs> we can do that joke. We can have all kinds of fun. Again, nothing changes on gameplay with that idea. It's we just, just have a new tone. it's just they release Metroid Prime Three again, and they just yeah. add in basically riff tracks or Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand <laughs> yeah. with Ashley Birch and Borderlands cast just Coffee narrating over. over top of it. Yeah. I'm into that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Next up, Walmart Canada leaked Gears 5. Mm. And people are really looking forward to seeing more from Gears, oh, sorry, God of War, Ragnarok. Yeah. What do those two games look like if we smush them together, aside from just having enormous biceps? I would say they're both big, beefy men bumping meat. Absolutely. Uh, you have to do that. <laughs> it's just a dating oh. sim where we have Marcus yeah. Phoenix and Kratos. Oh, come on. Me. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, what do you do? So you could I'm trying to think which one what parts of which one do you take from? Like I'd like to have the idea of the story and the characters, but like which story and character do I take and put in the other world? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean they're I guess they're both kind of like God of War is a brutal franchise. Gears has some yeah. brutal executions and chainsaw and all that kind of shit. It was like yeah, really. We gotta go out of left field at this point. We have to do basically a roller derby champions of these two video games and just like a free to play PvP fucking dumb nonsense and just smash them together. And it's like, oh, we're skating around and killing enemies in, you know, Norse mythology, but Kratos has got a chainsaw and like I, I don't know what I really don't know what you do. I have no idea, so I'm just throwing shit at the wall. Here's what it I is. don't know how you missed those. Here's what it is. 
it's a racing game. <laughs> oh, a <laughs> kart a, racer. It's a racing game, but it's the the like the thing you sail on the sand in with Gears Five, like the sailing uh-huh. thing across yeah, the, the dunes. Skip and yeah. then God of War has the canoe that you're paddling with the Mimir telling stories the whole time. Uh-huh. And it's just racing through different environments that are Greek-themed or alien bug-themed or whatever. That would be awesome. Yep. That would be fun. Like big heads, you know, because it's a kart racer. Right, right. Of course, because it's a kart racer, it has to look like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you, Kratos. I'm going to get you. Ooh, That's my like impression that. of Marcus Phoenix. Just because those games are literally so, like, not possibly connected, yeah. you have to do something ridiculous because there's yeah. no I, there's no way to put those games together. Like, I don't know. Maybe we do a Gears Pop vinyl game. Oh, well, wait. They did, they did that. They did yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last one. This one was leaked. Although uh-huh. it was maybe the only one in the entire leak that never came out. Okay. Splinter Cell. Yeah. Crossed with Elder Scrolls Six. Hmm. Sneaky, sneaky Techno Man. Crossed with no techie in this land. So I've got two ideas. Okay. You either do a massive, like, war-torn open world where you're Sam Fisher and you go through the open world of the fucking, you know, Eastern European whatever generic place that we go. Or... We do a Black Knight, a Chris, uh, no, a Martin Lawrence's Black Knight movie where man from the present gets pulled into the past. Sam Fisher has his tech in his gear, gets pulled into fantasy land, has to learn how to survive in fantasy land. That's, that's good. And he's got, he's got his goggles, his signature goggles. Yeah. That's it. That's all that came through the portal with him. Okay. And that allows him to see at night. And everyone else is like, what? You don't have to carry a torch? This is amazing. He's like, yeah. That's the night vision goggles booting up. Absolutely. And it's and it's exactly Evil Dead 3 or Black Knight starring Martin Lawrence, where he's just he's got to solve a problem in the past to get back to the present. And he's going through with his night vision goggles and his know-how of how to make traps and do things in the future. And everyone's like, what does this strange man with these runes on his head? Everything is crazy. And he's like, quiet, elf. I'll slit your throat in your sleep. <laughs> Great times. But here's the here's the twist. The first time he sees magic, he's like, what the fuck is going on? He's that guy like, just has fire know. in his hands. This does not make any sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I like this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's it. That's it for Game on Game Show. And that is it for our podcast. We are going to go invisible the last little bit here. (laughs) 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 I just like this one so much. Even, like, if I do the weird thing with my eyes. (laughs) Imagine this is what the Predator looks like when it comes to get you. (laughs) That's the chipmunk. That's not the Predator. Something like that. Um, (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Here's your homework for the week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You have to you have to go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire and you have to subscribe at a dollar or more and get access get access to our Patreon polls for Barf. 
which, of course, we already mentioned for May, you should be playing Gree, and anyone can play it. You don't have to be a patron to play it. You're you're allowed to do whatever you want. And uh, then you have to vote, though. If you are a patron, you get the right and responsibility to vote on what comes in June. That poll will be going up later this week, and we'll wrap up by the end of Memorial Day. Another Memorial Day is coming up. If you're one of those Destiny players like I am, then you have to play. <laughs> I hate this filter so much. If you're one of those Destiny players like I am, you have to play the new dungeon. Coming out with a new dungeon. Season 17 is dropping on Tuesday as you're listening to this live or on demand. Um, and then finally, it's been a little bit since we've had a wallpaper. You can finally put away that mouthful Kirby because Gree was so fucking stunningly beautiful that I'm making four wallpapers. And I'll, uh, around Gree with our thing. I've already, I'm like 50% of the way done with one of them. Uh, those will be coming out very shortly. You can get those at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. That's it, everyone. Adam, what's this, what's this new filter you've got? Since you're invisible, I'm also hiding. I'm hiding amongst <laughs> the red decks with my Miller Lite hat. <laughs> oh, no one's going to find us. No one's going to find us. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>